Wagwan, welcome to Fitter Food Radio episode 8 and it's Matt Whitmore over on this side of the table and Karis Marsden <laughs> on this side of the table. How are you doing Karis? <laughs> Fine Matthew, how are you? Let, let's, let's pretend we don't see we each don't other every together. day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and spend 24-7 with each other. <laughs> We How... spent an hour apart, you went to the gym. That's true, it's bliss. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing guys? Um, first of all, happy new year to you all. Um, yes, it's a little bit late, uh, we're recording this in kind of like the, the middle of January, but um, it's the first podcast of 2014, so um, sorry about that first of all. Um, we did decide to have a little bit of time off over the festive period, as you do, but we are back on track after a busy start to the year and ready to roll out the podcasts nice and frequently uh, as we were doing before. So as usual, we've got a ton of awesome questions uh, to kick off today's episode. But um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the folks that are on our 28-day fat loss Kickstarter, which started on the 6th of Jan, as well as the ladies over on the Optimal Body Project, which is a 12-week plan. And that also kicked off on the 6th of January, and they're all absolutely killing it and getting amazing results. We are absolutely over the moon about that. Um, but what else has been going on with you, Karis? Again, pretending I don't already know. <laughs> well, we had a pretty harsh first week of detox, didn't we? Because we joined the 28-day group. Yeah, we done it with them. And did the detox. Um, you always have to spend a day in bed when you come off caffeine. So that's quite funny. It hits um, me hard. I just don't know why you do it to yourself. I don't. <laughs> I'll give you, <laughs> I don't know how long it'll be, but you'll creep one coffee back in. Then the next Not week, yet. two coffees. I'm going to do the whole 28 days. Oh, yeah. Of course I am. Zero caffeine. Zero Nada. I believe it when I see it. Well, you didn't even think I'd get this far. You were begging me for bacon by Sunday. I was, but you refused and I accepted (laughs) your refusal. It was quite harsh. We sort of got everyone doing lots of broths and soups, didn't we? Loads of um, vegetable soups and... and Yeah, homemade bone broths, lots of really kind of super soups, nice green soups for the veg. Yeah, but I think what was harsh is, is that is the worst week of the year anyway, like... Kind of first week back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. That was like they call it Blue Monday or don't they or something like that because it is the worst Monday of the year where apparently everyone fails on their New Year's resolutions. But what was nice is being part of a massive group. We were all posting like, God, you just want chocolate or you just want coffee. I think it's nice being in a group with like-minded people because yeah, definitely. You know, you're all on the. Pl- we sort of got everyone doing lots of broths and soups, didn't we? Loads of um, vegetable soups and, and... Yeah, homemade bone broths, lots of really kind of super soups, nice green soups for the veg. Yeah, but I think what's harsh is, is that is the worst week of the year anyway. Like Kind of first week back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, that was like, they call it Blue Monday or don't they or something like that because it is the worst Monday of the year where apparently everyone fails on their New Year's resolutions. But what was nice is being part of a massive group. We were all posting like, God, you just want chocolate or you just want coffee. I think it's nice being in a group with like-minded people because, yeah, you know, you're all on a plan, you know, you've all got a, got an end goal, but equally you also all share the same temptations of wanting to crack open a bottle of vino at the weekends, have some chocolate or yeah. have some cake with your cup of tea when you go and meet a friend or whatever it may be. And I think when you can actually share that common ground with people, as do we, don't get me wrong, we, we have the exact same cravings. So I think it's nice when everyone's on a level and it's great to see in both of the groups that we've set up for the 28 day and the 12 week is just the interaction amongst people yeah. helping one another out yeah. you know answering each other's questions and offering tips and, and advice where where needed and but it's amazing to see i mean it makes our life easier for a start yeah definitely absolutely what's been interesting as well is um we suggested no exercise for the first five days people, so people went crazy. come off the sugar come off the caffeine and that was a real struggle yeah for a lot of people because they were just determined to hit the gym 
yeah. on the 6th of January and just like sweat Christmas crazy. out, basically. But yeah, we would just sort of explain that you can't do too much at once and it would be way too much to try and train and detox. Well, it's like someone emailed me and said, oh, um, I want to do the detox, but I really want to train as well because I'm not the same person when I don't train. <laughs> and I just urged I him. Imagine that. I said, well, please do. <laughs> yeah. Please detox and have a workout and tell me how you feel. And I got an email that later on that day saying that they felt horrendous. Because if you're detoxing yeah. and then try and go insane in the gym, well, you're asking for trouble, aren't you? Yeah, and it's at odds. they're at odds with each other as goals anyway. But this week, the training plan went out, didn't it? So Yeah, yeah. it was t- today. So it was the first day of the training plan, which people seem to be pleased about. Excited I'm sure they won't be pleased come the end of the week because they were pretty brutal with some of the workouts. It's been nice, actually, because I've only just got back into the gym after I had a couple of bugs over Christmas, which is always typical. As soon as I have time off, I get, I get sick, yeah, basically. Adrenaline drops. Yeah, that's it. It hits you. body has a bit of a spring clean and um, starts to root out all the things that have been suppressing. But yeah, so I was a bit sick over Christmas. So it was really nice this weekend, just got back into the gym. But I had to go in secret and like, crack a dawn because I was literally lifting a fraction of what I should be lifting. Don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> no, it was really, I really enjoyed it, actually. I really enjoyed the challenge, but... In other news, I know last time I think we mentioned that we were getting a puppy, uh, little Hamish, and we now have little Hamish. He's uh, it's not so little though. He's, no, like, he's growing at a rapid rate. Yeah, it's all that awesome food he's being fed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's been on the broths as well. Same broth, offal, bone marrow, liver, meat, vegetables. Kidney. He loves it. Yeah, but he's what fourteen, just over fourteen weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, he's 14 weeks. Certainly good training for kids, I would say. Has us up two or three times a night sometimes. Yeah, it's, it was so frustrating because you were sleeping through and then now he's gone through waking up again in the night and it is, God, it is knackering. I wish someone had warned He, he wakes us up just to rub his belly. Yeah. <laughs> he w- rolls w- on w- his back. Wakes you up and you get up to see what's wrong and he just rolls on his back and is like, give us, <laughs> give us a belly him, rub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do it though. Yeah. We, we, we succumb to his innocence where but, we should be bollocking him for waking us up at two in the morning i wish someone had warned us and like really sat us down and talked us through what we were getting ourselves into to be fair i think they did i think we just ignored it <laughs> yeah, we, <did. laughs> we just we're, blocked it out of our memory we had this little dream of oh it'd be lovely having a puppy walking yeah. in this in the woods and <laughs> go for nice walks he'll sleep on demand <laughs> yeah. not quite it would de-stress us not quite but anyway, but he's lovely. We love him. And he's asleep now, which is the main thing. Yeah. You'll, you'll know about it if he wakes up. You'll hear one of us disappear. You'll just hear a crash bang wallet because yeah. he'll be just grabbing everything and anything that he can. Normally laptop cables, laptops, phones, USBs, <laughs> anything that you really don't want your dog to put in his mouth, he will. Oh, but you wouldn't want to get rid of him, would you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, it's just about changing your routine and adapting. And God, I just have this massive newfound respect. I always did respect, but a real newfound respect for mums who juggle work and kids and you know even well, just we bumped into a mum the other day though that had kids and a puppy oh god she yeah and i don't know how she did it we actually asked her we said which is what, harder which is harder the kids or the puppy and she said you know at times the puppy is harder i just don't want to run the risk of being one of those really annoying couples that talk, pu- about the dog talk their dog time. all the time and post loads of pictures on facebook so should we move on yes <laughs> <laughs> okay guys so we've got a load of awesome questions lined up a few little ones few a little bit more detailed and we're going to get through what we can so numero uno we've got a question here from lynn murphy lynn murphy's actually on our 28 day plan she's doing amazing well done lynn and uh, her question is uh, her mum has anemia which is an iron deficiency to you and I, but she doesn't like liver. 
what are uh, the other sources? And food sources. Yeah, food yeah. sources. Sorry, yes, yeah. You can have. Okay, well, um, I'm going to correct you slightly there in that oh, anemia oh, <laughs> isn't you. necessarily an iron deficiency. My bad. Sorry. Um, I assume research. But, good point, because typically, no, but typically everyone will assume it is an iron deficiency. And I am quite typical. As with everything, you know, when we talk about is- health issues, is take a little step back. Before we talk about fixing it, what do you think is causing it? Because she might actually be eating a diet that's rich in iron um, and not actually get any benefit from it. Not so, like she absorbing it. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the first step I would make would be to try and establish um, what type of anemia she has. Because you can actually have, as you mentioned, an iron, deficient, um, an iron deficiency, which can cause anemia, but also you can have B12 deficiency, which is known as pernicious um, anemia. Are there links? I was going to say amnesia. Amnesia. <laughs> which is, that's which that. memory loss. <laughs> like, that's a different podcast that's altogether. What, that's what I've got. Because typically, what are the symptoms people associate with anemia? You can t- often tell from looking at someone very sort of pale skin. If you pull your eyes down, the skin beneath the eyeball <laughs> is very pale. Right. Um, looking at someone's tongue, you can tell as well. You, Energy nails, levels. Yeah, but basically things like heart palpitations mm-hmm. is, a, is a sort of, okay, that's, that's not normal. Dizziness fatigue um, and really fatigue that doesn't ease upon rest and things like that they will be the main ones I'd go for doctors will do tests but they will also test normally folate and b12 as well um, which are other nutrients that you might be deficient in that could cause anemia so um, you know doctors should do a a sort of comprehensive blood test and they would be able to say is it is it iron is it the b12 that sort of stuff they should direct you I mean, they, they would probably have spotted that and mentioned that to her. Yeah. Vegetarians often get it, or vegans, because they don't have any B12. Meat and... Or, yeah, B12 only comes from animal products. Yeah. So. so that would be my first thing is... Uh, and then there's, there's another one called aplastic. I was going to say amnesia again. Anemia. <laughs> I don't want to say amnesia. How, how ironic. <laughs> I know. Anemia, aplastic, which is which is more about um, where there's not a production of red blood cells in the bone marrow. So that could be caused by things like x-rays or like radiotherapy, something like that. That's, that's serious, and that's going to be diagnosed probably in a different way so going back to her question was about dietary is is it a lack of of sources through her diet but actually the first place we would go you put it right you said it the first time is absorption absorption so first of all i would ask the question you know is she vegetarian is she vegan um is she more of a um but i'd imagine that she's already eating meat if someone has mentioned liver so mm-hmm. she obviously doesn't like liver, but she's considered it. So I'm yeah. going to assume that she eats meat for now and eggs and things like that that have iron in. I would look at absorption. And one place I'd look at is the stomach, as in stomach acid support, because that's where we get the absorption of B12, folate and iron. So um, all those cofactors that are necessary so that you don't become anemic. Right. So she could test her stomach acid with a teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda and some water yeah. upon waking and see if she burps, big, nice, uh, loud burp within a couple of minutes. If she doesn't, then we might have low levels of hydrochloric acid. So she should... I mean, but that's not like a, a rock-solid test, is it? It's not. There is um, another one where you could swallow a pH strip and that will measure the pH of your stomach and then you basically retch it up again. It's on a piece of string. Oh, right, I was going to say. Again. You're going to stick uh, your fingers down your throat. Yeah, but I would use, for now, I'd use the bicarb because it's going to be convenient and it will just be a bit of an indicator. Um, so I'd do that for now. And then she can add in something like Metagest is a good supplement. Um, these are all just hydrochloric acid supports. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see HCL and betaine available by various different companies. So that would be good. And then also something like a, a B12 folate. And there's one called Intrinsi, which has intrinsic factor, which is also produced in the stomach, which would help absorb um, iron and B12 and folate. 
So you're talking about things that help absorb. Yeah. Uh, is, there, is there anything that would inhibit the absorption? Very good question. Yes. So tannins will inhibit the absorption of iron, and tannins are found in tea and coffee. So she's the sort of person that has a cup of tea with breakfast, cup of tea with lunch, cup of tea with dinner, tea in between with a biscuit. Then the tannins in the tea, uh, and that's all tea, and coffee will prevent the absorption and wine as well. So there's tannins in wine. Prevent I've the absorption. There's many people that have a glass of wine with breakfast. She might be. If you are, stop. Isn't Lynn, Lynn Scottish? So maybe. No. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Tut tut. <laughs> I know what the Scots are like. A wee, wee dram in the morning, <laughs> isn't it? Something like that in the tea. No. Um, so yeah, avoid tannins as much as possible. So or just have your tea in between meals, away from food. So how, how long a gap would you leave? Gosh, I'd leave an hour or so if you are anemic now. Normally I say sort of like half an hour, but I'd leave an hour, um, definitely. I So once she's looked at, um, is it a stomach acid that's maybe a bit below par, um, and she could supplement there to sort that out. Avoiding the tannins. Also, vitamin C is really good to increase the absorption of iron. And often doctors tell um, their patients to have a big glass of orange juice with every meal. To help uh, the vitamin C and the orange juice will right. help with the absorption of the iron. That's so a bright that, idea. So I think um, I remember hearing a doctor once say that was sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, no, big glass of orange juice with a big serving of spinach um, at every meal. So yeah, vitamin C really, really helps. But you could just do things like put some lemon juice on your spinach. That's what I would do. I'd squeeze lemon juice on this salad, lime juice. Nice. Use dressings, things like that. So for, back to food sources. Um, obviously, yep, liver is an amazing source. Um, and if, if you don't like liver, try the liver pate recipe in our book. Yeah. It's got bacon in. I mean, bacon changes everything. Bacon and butter. So and yeah, you do it get it. Tastes like, amazing. It does make it taste a little bit. Um, it takes the earthiness away yeah. a little bit, doesn't it? But yeah. I'd imagine she's probably tried that already, okay. or is already going to say no. A um, couple of other suggestions would be to make something like the liver pate and put it in an ice cube tray and freeze it and then each day get a small cube out at breakfast by dinner time it will have thawed and just literally eat it really quick like a tablet i'm going to assume she won't do that <laughs> as well okay so what are the other sources <laughs> uh, so then i would go for things like seafood meat eggs especially the yolks um bone broths absolutely fantastic and if she Home, doesn't homemade to... bone broths if she doesn't want to make uh, just drink bone broth as in boil up the bones and drinking the stock then she should just add it to some nice soups. So you know, look up some nice quick soup recipes and add the stock. And chocolate's actually on there uh, as well as a good source. Very dark chocolate, obviously. So you'd be looking at 70 to 80% cocoa or, solids. Or, or more. Yeah, or more if you, if you could. Well, before we started this um, the 28-day detox, you got us some um, 92%. Yeah, well, basically, I've been... Um, I was saying to a lot of people, we've worked our way up gradually from um, 70% is really nice. I don't know anyone yeah. that doesn't like 70. And then we went to 85. And we used to try 90% and we'd be like, oh, it's too strong. But then it's weird. We dropped it out for a while, didn't we? And didn't have yeah. any chocolate. And then I think I had 80, 90% one day and it tasted really nice. And then I came across this one called, I think it's Vivani or Vivani. It's a German. I think it's German. And they do a 92%. It actually tastes more like like an 85, 80, does, 85. Yeah, yeah, because it's really well, um, according to a chocolate expert that I know called Emma <laughs> Myhill, I asked her about this, she's coming on a podcast soon, uh, she said it's something to do with the way they stir it constantly for about 48 hours. So I ordered 15 bars. With a machine? It's yeah. It's got yeah. one man who just, yeah. like, <laughs> by man, hand. with massive shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good job. 
Uh, so yeah, I ordered. You can't get it anywhere. It's really hard to find. And it's only about two twenty a bar. So I ordered fifteen bars off the internet. Yeah, didn't I? I noticed that the other day. And then we got this big box delivered the other day. Right before a detox. Yeah. <laughs> that was smart. So that's going to be daily temptation. Just looking you in the face. That's my new chocolate because I did hear. I was actually listening to a great podcast the other day. It was a bulletproof exec. And they had um, Dave Asprey. Dave Asprey, and they had someone talking on talking about adrenal fatigue and stress, and how forty grams of really dark chocolate can help alleviate symptoms of stress, and has a really positive effect. And uh, I can stick to forty grams. That's a decent serving for me. Yeah, it's not, yeah. that's a bloody good it's serving. It's a big serving, I think. Yeah, it's quite a big serving. Yeah, it's more than one third of a you know one of the yeah. big bars, isn't it? I wouldn't recommend it daily, but no. it definitely. It's so funny. I bet there's so many people going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing yeah, I, stuff I like that. that. That gets logged in my phone as soon as I would. hear that. Everyone will love that. <laughs> but I don't even need to write that down. I'll remember that one. That's the stuff people <laughs> tell their friends and work colleagues about. Exactly. I told my mum. She was very pleased. Right. So, in a nutshell, look at um, so go absorption. Back, yeah. Maybe even ask for a copy of the blood tests or, or just question your doctor. Did they test B12 um, as well? Right. Do they, know, do they have any suggestions as to what it might be? Is it through uh, lack of sourcing through your diet? So, is it dietary uh, considerations? Is it um, an absorption issue? Is digestion below par? Do you have really rapid bowel movements, which means mm-hmm. you might not be absorbing things? And maybe need to get that addressed. Um, or, one thing I did forget to mention... It's obviously in women, um, bleeding will cause anemia, excessive bleeding. So that could be monthly cycle, but it could be something like fibroids, which are sort of benign um, growths which occur in the uterus and, and they bleed. It could be cancer. Um, not mm. that I want to scare you, obviously, but you should really You need sort to explore of, your options, right? Yeah, definitely. If you've just ticked, oh, I always have rapid bowel movements and I don't eat a lot of meat, then we know that that's probably the cause. Right. So, But explore. And obviously food sources, we're looking for quality here, so grass-fed meats, you yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, free range, you know, pasture-fed eggs if possible. Broth should always be homemade. Yeah. Um, if, and, even just adding some apple cider vinegar, taking a spoonful of that before every meal will help a breakdown protein more. So that might help with the, the iron as well. Excellent. Okay. All right. Question number two. This is a quickie. This is from Rich Clark, who wants to know how do you, in the Scotch egg recipe in our Fit of Food cookbook, um, how do you peel the eggs without breaking them? And uh, I wanted to answer this because. Uh, just a really, really simple thing that you can do to ensure this doesn't happen. So in the recipe, it states to uh, boil the eggs for four minutes. Okay, and the reason I'm saying four minutes, which is probably less than what you would normally boil an egg for, is because obviously you're then going to bake the eggs in the meat in the oven uh, when you make the scotch eggs. And ideally, you don't want these rock-hard, crumbly yolks. So we try and keep the yolk soft before it goes into the... Um, into the meat, into the oven. But one thing you can do, when I say boil the eggs for four minutes, you need to start that four minutes from when the water is boiling again after the eggs have gone in. So you bring the water to the boil, add the eggs, it might cool a little bit, wait for it to be bubbling again, then start the four minutes, rather than just starting it straight away as soon as you put the eggs in, because chances are it would take the water a bit of time to come up to temperature again. And the other thing, and I don't believe I've put this in the book, this is a new trick I learned after we wrote it, um, I think I put it in some of the other Scotch egg recipes that have gone on our website, is once they finish boiling, because if you do want a nice runny yolk, to stop them kind of going, uh, to cooking further in the heat, 
you need to pour cold water into the into the saucepan with the eggs once they've done the four minutes to, to stop them cooking any further. And then other than that, it's obviously just trying to be as delicate as you possibly can when peeling them. Um, but normally when you when you go from hot to cold, it, the, the shells break really easy. If not, failing that, just cook them a little bit longer if you find they are really too soft and they keep breaking, even if it is just an extra 30 seconds or something like that. But like I said, that was a new trick I learned after we done the recipe. But yeah, make sure you start the, the timer when the water is boiling again with the eggs in the saucepan, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? I never had a problem peeling eggs. Maybe it's just too heavy-handed. Maybe it is. So that answers your question, Rich Clark. That was a nice, quick, easy one. I like that. Now we've got a question from Natasha de Cruz, and so yet yeah, or Tasha de Cruz, whichever you you prefer. And uh, she has said, "What are your top three essential supplements?" Oh, that's a difficult question. Mm. It's a really difficult question. It's, it's a really good question, actually. Um, and I've listened to loads of other experts answer this question, and they all differ in their answers. I think often, and you might have noticed this, when you listen to um, podcasts and lecturers and go to seminars and things, people are often slightly swayed by things that they've experienced themselves and seen in their practice and almost apply it universally. Do, do you know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes if someone suffered from vitamin D and that was like the vitamin D deficiency and that was the root cause of every single one of their health problems, they get a bit convinced that everyone has vitamin D deficiency yeah. and they, you know, go out on a mission, write a book and everything. Um, and I'm totally guilty of it. I can so see how it happens. Um, having had loads of IBS issues, I always think everyone's got IBS issues. I'm obsessed with the gut, as you, you well know. And I diagnose you upon like breaking wind as well, can't I? I will say, this is what you've got. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Right. So yeah, I was listening to loads of different people answer and their answers were definitely swayed by their own health experience, I would have said. But let's like, because obviously the kind of supplements you would recommend would vary from in, uh, from person Completely, to person, yeah. person depending yeah. on the individual's like symptoms, etc. Yeah. But let's just go with a general, what are your kind of, free subs you would recommend to anybody they can they, they only could have free supplements generally in well, fact, well what would you go for there's so many clauses but i'm going to cheat a little bit okay so i'm going to say i'm going to go with what i think the most common deficiencies are but i am going to cheat on this answer number one is going to be uh vitamin d and k2 because they can come together as a supplement so that's okay. cheating because it's two so you're going to start merging supplements right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it's actually going to be your top six yeah, supplements basically. no that's the only one where I've said D oh, right. and K2 because they're all about um, bone health joint health and um, the you know sort of the movement of calcium around the body and they are really common deficiencies and um, you know I think that and they're often interlinked so um, obviously vitamin D we've talked about comes from daylight and exposure to, to, to daylight and it's not just half an hour in your lunch break that's a brilliant start but we should be getting like an hour a day and more more sites of our body exposed arms just and getting legs. outside wherever you can yeah. yeah and we don't and we're always dressed streaking yeah so healthy um, and k2 comes from dairy and lots of people are dropping dairy out or the source of dairy are, you know yeah it's done it's like aged dairy that it's in yeah so um again not not many people are going to be eating that that as a source of food so that would be my number one um and i've combined it number two would be magnesium uh again we should really get this from our soils and our soils are completely um depleted basically through over farming and because yeah. we've added other nutrients at the expense of magnesium and i learned something the other day actually this was from uh listening to paul jamine speak 
the author of Perfect Health Diet, amazing book, he was saying cavemen used to get it from water, and we don't get it from water anymore. Oh, that so I didn't know that. So yeah, magnesium, absolutely. Um, and I was really torn on the last one, to, you know, to go with, I was tempted by omega-3s because of balancing omega-3 and 6. See, I thought I had my money on you going for that. Really? Yeah. Are you going to yeah. go with something else? I've done a collective one, oh, digestive go. supplements. So that could be stomach acid support, enzymes, probiotics, glutamine. Everyone's gut needs support. So I'm just going to go with gut support as my third. But I would um, work with a practitioner on that. I wouldn't try and do that yourself. So... Because if you were eating enough well, let, let, oily fish and restricting omega-6, yeah. so sticking with your grass-fed beef, your grass-fed lamb, uh, even limiting poultry and pork and... Um, Lots of wild salmon, no farmed fish. You probably wouldn't need that. But again, you should, you know, test it. You need to test to really know. But I really think you can do it without and avoiding too many nuts as well. So any particular brands on those that you would recommend? Um, gosh, any of the, for D&K2, um, I think Nature's Plus do one. Um, I'm sure now do one as well. You might have to combine. We use the Better You uh, Vitamin D spray. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the Nature's Plus K2. Magnesium, we use allergy research and we use magnesium citrate or you could go with magnesium bisglycinate, um, Nutri, Now, uh, Biocare. That's quite a few brands. And for the digestive support? Again, uh, biotics research, fantastic. Different, I'd, I'd cherry pick. Nutri Advance, really good, but I would cherry pick depending on what I was looking for for the person. Allergy research, they tend to be the best in Biocare. So those four. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a cheat in answer. So you got you got more than you asked for there, Tasha. If you'd give me a bit more flexibility, like top five. Or top six. Yeah. Maybe top ten. Zinc would have gone in there for a lot of people. Just clarify, Keris is not a supplement junkie or anything like that. But... No, I do like playing with them. Not playing, that's the wrong way, gosh. Just uh, throwing them around. No, I, I, I experiment a lot in terms of I do the research, look at, look at me, look yeah. at you. Um, and then think, you know, what 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 we lack in in terms of our nutrition. What we got signs and symptoms of in terms of deficiencies and add them in, see if we feel a benefit. And trial and error. And I would say we feel a massive benefit from definitely magnesium. I think, I think that goes across everything that we do. You know, we don't we don't just read stuff and then regurgitate it to other people. Every, everything no. we do, be oh, it absolutely. food, supplements, training. You yeah. know, we you're, we you're better than me in that. I think you are a lot more skeptical of things. Um, oh, you remind me of my parents in that sense. You I sort grew of up bring... in South East London. <laughs> it's part of the curriculum at school to Is be skeptical. Because <laughs> I'll go off on all these, you know, like like seminars and obviously in lectures and stuff, and I can get you can get really carried away believing that. Oh my gosh! If I take that, then this will happen, and oh, this this is it will help me hit hit this goal. And you know, there's but we're, I think I'm that's most people though bombarded by. You, you, you know, read these advertisements about a supplement, yeah. a pill, a powder, whatever exactly. that promises the world. Yeah, and all the nutrition magazines and um, complementary alternative medicine magazines are full of information on supplements by real experts. So you believe it, but you're very good at sort of like you know we test it, and you're like, to be honest, I don't feel a benefit. You know. I'm out. <laughs> we, something we, we often mention in our, when we do like our seminars, etc., is, you know, it's same, you spoke earlier about absorption and digestion, yeah. which is important across the board regardless. And it relates to supplements hugely because yeah. a lot of people are investing a substantial amount of money on supplements rather than actually looking at their 
their gut um, yeah, and actually whether they're even absorbing these it's, nutrients. It's boring, do you know what I mean? If you can take uh, the number of people that come to me and they're taking something like um, CLA, so that's conjugated linoleic acid, and it's known to have fat burning potential. Yeah. And that's in there regardless, do you know what I mean? Whether they could afford it or not. Yeah. It's a fat <laughs> and it's, you know, clearly not working. That's, that's why they've come to you as a trainer and yeah, said, yeah. can you help me lose weight? But it's funny, and you sort of suggest you know probiotics and glutamine it's boring do you know what I mean and it doesn't no one makes that connection necessarily and it, you have to really explain it well to people to actually start to prioritize and invest in in gut health and digestive support and 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 feel the benefit but but then if you've had people with who've had IBS for years yeah. they're very much on you know it, it takes over your life and I really want to get rid of it it's my number one goal so so they're prepared yeah um are you, so, yeah. you going to ask me what my top three Sorry. are? Sorry. <laughs> it's rather rude. Well, it was rude. <laughs> I'd be really interested in this answer, actually. Go on, what, what's your top oh, three? Go. Uh, my top three are just really simple. Definitely take a fish oil, good quality fish oil, just purely because I think a lot of people suffer with quite high inflammation yeah. in today's world that yeah. we live in. Um, what, what brands would you recommend, Matthew? Uh, Eskimo Brain Sharp, I like. Well, I don't like it. I don't like glug down a pint of stuff. <laughs> um, it's a it's a good one. It... Oh, I prefer the orange flavour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I quite like that brand. So I'd definitely say a fish oil, because um, you know there are a lot of people that don't don't like fish. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think it's uh, even more important. Or just don't eat enough of it. Yeah, well, yeah. most people don't eat enough, and even I don't eat enough of it at some uh, times. I need yeah. to. I've been better, especially since we started this detox. I've been yeah. quite good with the fish. <laughs> just to let. Um listeners know whenever I um, write our detox and 20 day programs I fill it with fish and seafood and <laughs> there's normally a mini protest when it goes out isn't there and even you look at it and go okay that's way too much fish that's just me get <laughs> some bacon in there and then it's like this constant battle to get it's always nice though when people come back and go actually that, that was quite nice well, yeah, I, I quite mean, enjoyed we that we do go at lengths to make the fish a nice tasty dish yeah you know, but herbs spices coconut milk jerk salmon seems to go down well all the exactly, time exactly yeah um Supplement number two, uh, I, I'm i a firm believer, as you know, in the power of sleep, yep. relaxation and de-stressing. So I definitely would say magnesium. Ah, and high five. Yeah, there you go then. Number two. Um, and that goes for, you know, like Epsom salts baths, you know, in the evening to unwind and applying it topically post-workout as well yep. as taking it orally um, in the evening before bed. And number three, um, hmm... As a man, I might say sway towards zinc because I find that you know because because zinc you know don't get me wrong you can get you can get zinc from your foods, but um, you know it, again it comes down to quality you know so things like good quality grass fed red meat yeah. etc oysters oysters bloody expensive though I know they, they are nice zinc is so I mean uh, for the listeners zinc is really important for for any it's it's involved in so many thousands of reactions in the body especially around sort of metabolism but for men just healthy testosterone yeah you always think zinc and uh i remember someone saying that oysters did make them feel really fruity um, because and it is the zinc who said that the oysters i just caught you out yeah that was a night of passion i was having i Um, thought you were gonna say um yeah what's his name (laughs) i thought you were gonna say free form amino acids well, I thought about that, but then I was thinking more... Along general population. Yeah, health. general. Yeah. In the, and I, I kind of see the aminos as, a, as an add-on. Yeah. You know, to complement nice your training, training routine, etc. Uh, but, I mean, for me, obviously, 
think amino acids and, and good post-workout nutrition, etc. are paramount. But yeah, they'd be my three. Yeah. Fish oil, magnesium. I'm going to combine like some salts, baths and all of that That's in there. That's fine, yeah. And, uh, and zinc. One that we nearly missed out is vitamin C. I keep reading. Well, do you know, I, I was, so I was going to go vitamin with C. vitamin C over zinc purely yeah. because I've been uh, dosing up on that lately and I feel really good for it. Yeah. And in fact, we should probably, uh, when I got sick um, over the last few weeks, I got, um, one, one thing that happens to me is when I do get sick, I do tend to get it out of my system within 48 hours, but it normally involves me going to bed for 48, 48 hours. hours. When, and I often think it's just my body's way of saying, just please lie down for 48 hours. Just chill. Yeah. And uh, you didn't get it at all, did you? Nope. And I literally had, like, my sinuses hurt, I had a headache, I had um, chesty cough and everything. But it was gone in 48 hours. Still got a bit of a cough, but um, you didn't catch it. So, yeah, maybe. There you go. I'm doing vitamin C. Just not as religious with it. Yeah, maybe. You. So yeah, vitamin C would nearly made the list. There you go. Giving a, giving a shout out to vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, guys, this is a really good question for numerous reasons because a lot of people suffer from it, um, but it is you know it is possible to get on top of it. But also, it's a good question because Keris is actually going to be running a series of webinars on this subject, and the subject in question is PCOS. The question is from Dimitri Constantopo, and then there's more, but I can't see the rest of his name. It's gone off the screen here. So sorry, Dimitri. Um, I think we had this problem before when you was on one of our webinars the other day. Uh, Dimitri, my wife was recently diagnosed with PCOST. What are the things she should or shouldn't be eating to help her out? We're already mostly paleo and are focusing on eating real food rather than junk. Excellent. That's a good start, a really good start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, with PCOS, um, uh, I was actually diagnosed with this in my 20s, and I'm a little bit sceptical here about um, when people are diagnosed with PCOS, and I did, some, um, I did a bit of an assignment on it when I was studying, because it's a bit of an umbrella term, I think, for when things just go a bit wrong hormonally for women. Um, which is really, you know, can happen for all sorts of reasons, stress or, um, you know, even things like taking the pill for several years and, and then coming off it just sends hormones all over the place. And doctors, I don't know, I think sometimes women are being fobbed off um, because they get the symptoms. There's like a very big list of symptoms. Generally, uh, PCOS is linked with elevated androgens, so male hormones. Yeah. So we often get things like acne, um, Mine was actually the acne that drove me to the doctors um, and broke out um, in my 20s. Um, you'll get increased facial hair um, or hair just growing in sort of male areas on the body. So, you know, sort of chest, stomach, that sort of thing. Um, you used to have a nice little goatee. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, used to, you used to trim it for me in the morning. <laughs> um, no, do you know what was funny? When I went, because I've trained ever since about the age of 19. And the reason I did start training was I went on the pill originally for acne so maybe I had PCOS then but they never diagnosed it who knows um went on the pill and they put me on one called Dianet which is what is often given to women with PCOS and Dianet is um a pretty um heavy pill it's, it really really clogs up the liver depletes all of your probiotics in the gut um 
and basically depletes your zinc and your B vitamins. So you end up with like various side effects. And I gained um, quite a lot of weight because it's basically suppressing the testosterone, which is probably making you, you know, leaner, if anything. So they put you on the, this, the first treatment is normally either the pill Dianet or Yasmin are the two that are given to suppress testosterone. Right. Or you're given drugs. Um, I think there's one called, um, they're basically, again, suppressing the androgens in the body so they will help with the excess facial hair and the spots because they're the things that women will be driven to despair with you know yeah absolutely shatters your confidence to have those especially in the sort of 20s and 30s but the issue is no one's talking about as with everything what is the actual root cause you know in the first place so uh, why have we got the hormones going all over the place so the first thing i would say is uh, you know to um to our list are they taking any medications first because a lot of what you can do naturally um, might be counteracted by the medications that right. they are taking that's a good point yeah but there is generally the solution to pcos is lifestyle and nutrition changes basically number one goal is balance the hormone insulin um because you are more predisposed to insulin resistance with pcos so we need to make sure it's like... So a, what is insulin resistance, just for when people you, that don't know? Okay, so insulin resistance is basically when your body does not listen to the hormone insulin. So you don't tend to, um, you know, sort of shuttle nutrients into the cells and, and, and use them up for energy. Instead, instead they tend to be stored as fat. And, and you also uh, are prone to sort of spikes of, of, of insulin going really high and then dropping really, really low. Um, and you do tend to know about it. I knew about it when I had them. I used to get shaky. Um, if I'd gone too long without food and um, and sometimes going to the gym made it worse as well um, and occasionally felt like I was going to pass out so right. you know about it when you've got like when you're on that roller coaster ride yeah. because I trained and ate what I thought was healthy and I wasn't bad by most standards I still had cereal and things like that but you know salads and mm-hmm. soups and stuff um, the doctor said to me you don't have the facial hair and you're not fat and they were like quite honest with me they're like mm, but you look like you've got the acne um, so we're going to treat you as if you've got PTOS. Then they finally sent me for a scan after I sort of banged the table a little bit and they went, mm, you sort of look like you've got cysts on your ovaries. We're not too sure. Um, this is why my sort of scepticism arose because I was a bit like, is this a condition or is it not? And what are the symptoms? And they can't decide. Sometimes you have cysts on your ovaries, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't. So yeah. anyway, so back to balancing insulin. So um, that's her number one goal. And generally the um, protocol is to eat something like every four hours. Um, and it's a controlled or a very low carbohydrate um, diet. So mainly focusing on fat and protein to get the blood sugar um, nice and steady. And she could do something like, um, as she's already eating paleo, because my first thing I would say is sugar goes. Yeah. Um, and you could maybe take something like cinnamon or chromium glucose tolerance factor, which would help improve her insulin sensitivity. Right. Um, also, drinking some really strong green teas in between meals would be fantastic for that as well. And the antioxidants would be brilliant. Because uh, PCOS is inflammatory. Yeah. It's an inflammatory condition, and long-term, if it's not resolved, goes on to often develop into type 2 diabetes or cardiovascular issues or cancer. So... so- Sugar out, dairy out. Yep. Um, so controlled low carb, and I would probably say maybe do use a glucose monitor and test your blood sugar one, two, and three hours after a meal. Make sure it's not surging any higher than eight, and it should be going straight back down to pre-meal levels. So test it before, obviously. So you would measure it as soon as you wake up. Oh, that's fasted glucose. You should, yeah, that's a really good one she could do as well. Yeah. And that you'd want um, probably sort of five or less. Um, ideally and then she should do it um, because as she's paleo 
is it that maybe even squash and sweet potato and fruit might be out for her? Mm. Uh, just for a while. Often if you work on insulin sensitivity, these could come back in. Um, so maybe testing her regular meals um, and her dinner time meals and things like that so to get an idea. So if she has a little portion of sweet potato, does her blood sugar go to like 16? Right. Um, in which case we would be thinking, take that out for now um, and use fats as your source of energy. Got it, yeah. Yeah. Even not too much protein, because that will so, be converted to glucose to, as well. Uh, so essentially what you're doing is basically just seeing how long it takes your blood sugar to resume to, to, to normal. To pre-meal levels. Right. So if you measure it, measure it before you, lunch, you have lunch and say it's 5.2, um, yeah. then you have your lunch, you measure it an hour after, it's going to be higher. Yeah, standard. Um, yeah, and then two hours after it'll be higher, three hours. By three hours you want it to be back to around 5.2 and no higher than eight after a meal. I mean, don't start kind of like sweating if it's like 8.2 or, <laughs> no, or no, anything no. like that. No, but this, is, this is a guide uh, and, and it's for you to go, right, okay, so... Just to get a better, a better idea of, yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. And um, these blood sugar monitors, you can get them from like Boots, Superdrug. Yeah. Um, what's the name of that one? Oh, God, AccuCheck. That's the AccuCheck, yeah. AccuCheck. About 20 quid, something like that. There's, they start at 15. I'm sorry, they're the ones, 15 quid. They're the ones that come <laughs> with about five strips, so you basically in a day. You've got, yeah, so I'd get a 30 quid one just to save yourself the hassle. Um, but that would be a really good point, uh, uh, starting point. So we've got um, cinnamon, a glucose monitor, a high-fat diet. Um, so, and lower carb initially. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe even the fruits. Then um, exercise. Fruit to, out, you mean? Yeah, I yeah. take fruit out. Then exercise to improve insulin sensitivity, and that could be, I'd probably say something like two intense-ish sessions a week, where you might be doing um, circuits, or um, this depends on her and her time and yeah. stress levels, obviously, but um, where you're getting sweaty and um, training for sort of 30, 40 minutes. Then the rest of the time, low-level cardio, so loads of walking, uh, maybe some cycling, maybe as part of a commute to work. Um, or just trying to get about an hour of walking into a day, generally, walking a dog or whatever, you know, would be fantastic for that. Yeah. Um, sleep, again, would be really, really important as well for, um, in just in terms of balancing out hormones, so getting sort of a good night's sleep, um, eight hours minimum from about 10 o'clock. And then I would also mention that her protein sources must be quite strict in that she must get good quality, so no supermarket chicken, Farmed fish and full of hormones, yeah, and knows what. full of all the antibiotics and things that are just going to make the whole situation worse. And then you mentioned dairy, and I would absolutely remove that as well, because of the insulin-like growth factor, um, mm -hmm. which again might spike insulin. And as we've said before, dairy generally can be a bit insulin spiking for some people. Thing is though, like with with the stuff that you've mentioned, yeah, you know, a lot of that is is generally. The kind of thing we would do when working with someone who's, say, quite overweight. Yeah. So how long would you say someone would need to do this for? You know, because obviously, you know, things don't just happen overnight. Doing it for a fortnight and then going off the rails is going to do you no favours. So dealing with someone with PCOS, yeah. you know, how long would you, you know, ideally like them to stick to these kind of points? I would say I would do like a high fat protocol for about six weeks. And then revisit the situation and say, what's your blood sugar levels doing? Hopefully, we So you'd get them to monitor the blood sugar daily? Not, not daily, just um, on a couple of days a week. Um, just to, uh, yeah. Monitor the meals and at the end of the day, what's it doing? Um, and, and try, because that's a lot for someone to manage. Yeah, of course. Trying to get that exercise in, trying to remember to, you know, um, <clears throat> obviously big focus on food sourcing as well, which mm. is going to require that extra mile of maybe shopping online or whatever. Um 
and uh, and dropping out maybe their favourite foods. Caffeine might have to go as well. That might just be too, you know, disrupting for the blood sugar levels. And that's a lot for someone to do. I'd have to I'd read the person and think if they got this in them or should I start a bit step by step. But that would be the first six weeks. And then if we've improved insulin sensitivity, we would start to add in more carbohydrates. So test out could she manage some um, squashes, a bit of sweet potato. Could she manage a bit of fruits and berries and banana, that sort of stuff? But in that six weeks, I'd want to see weight loss starting to happen. Yeah, of course. I'd want to see um, rece- symptoms starting to recede. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the skin clearing, maybe a little bit, and, and those sorts of things. Them feeling better. Stress management would be a big one because yeah, of, of the effect it has on insulin levels. So that might be, you know, second phase as they start to look at meditation or, um, you know, using apps and things like that. Um, just getting a little bit of headspace and, and calming their minds sort of 10, 20 minutes a day yeah. could have a huge impact on her hormone balancing. Um, and then I'd say in the next phase, you'd maybe look at doing things like liver clearance. So with liver clearance and liver detox, um, as our 28-day detox is very well known because we've been talking about the liver quite a lot, the hormones are cleared through there. So this excess buildup of estrogen and, and androgens we would get cleared through the liver, so lots of liver foods would go in, um, egg yolks, eating liver, um, you know, things like garlic, um, onions, all really important, and then maybe some herbs, milk thistle, um, and actually herbs, um, like there's one called, uh, a supplement called dim that you can take, which is in cruciferous vegetables. Right. So we often, uh, for someone who looks a bit toxic, might say increase cruciferous vegetables, and that's the broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, Bok choy family, yeah. Love them. They're called the cruciferous cruciferous vegetables and they have amazing sort of um, properties in that they help to basically detoxify the body. So they'll help clear hormones out. So you'd want to be having servings of those um, basically at every meal. If you could, different ones, it would be fantastic. Um, and then some, there's lots of herbal formulas which help with hormone balancing for women and will help with the symptoms. So things like Agnes Castus to increase progesterone a little bit. Um, and balance out so but that would be again working with a naturopath should be best sort of visiting a naturopath to do that so it's safe to say that you know when trying to treat PCOS you know it requires consistency absolutely I mean you may have to um well, as does yeah. everything yeah it might, it might be it will be a lifestyle for you because 100%. if you return straight back to what you were doing before it will return so if you spend sort of six weeks managing stress, eating paleo 100%, yeah. and, you know, and then go back into the sort of a, a whirlwind of snacks and, and caffeine and, and stress alcohol, again. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, alcohol would have to be out, definitely. And, um, and, and as the last boring bit is you would go to the gut because there will definitely be dysbiosis. Well, you say boring, but it's bloody essential. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. No, I mean, as in people are a bit like, oh, not the gut again. But <sighs> you would go there and treat dysbiosis. I right. don't doubt that there'll be dysbiosis going on. But... The good news is... Which is bad bacteria. Too much bad bacteria. The good news is... Yes. <laughs> that we're at the uh, end of that question. Is that what you're no, going to say? No, um, that, you know, uh, as I said, Keris has got... I mean, there's some cracking information that Keris has just given there. But um, as I mentioned, Keris is going to be running a series of webinars on PCOS and just women's health in general. Yeah. Um, where we put in more details up about that soon over on our Fit Food page. So be sure to... Uh, get over there and like that page if you haven't done so already and those will be up uh, very soon we've got some cracking information on those um next question 
Um, yeah. I've got a really quick question here from Ray Rampage Smith. How you doing, Ray? Um, I've met Ray a couple of times. Good bloke. Um, it's a good question. He said, do you do one rep max training at all? And also recommendations for body care products. Um, is Dr. Organic any good? I love how he's gone from a very manly one rep max question <laughs> to a... Body what what product. body products would you use? <laughs> Matt, you've got such lovely skin. How do you use? <laughs> well, you know. Um, so, Ray, uh, going back to the one rep max training, I do do one rep max training occasionally. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of strength training, and I also like to zone in on my percentages for my rep ranges. So, ideally, you need to know what your, run, uh, your one rep max is in order to start working on uh, percentages of that when you start breaking down your rep ranges to three, five, eight, ten repetitions, etc., and selecting a percentage weight accordingly, then it's good just to to, to check in every now and again because obviously you want your one rep max to be increasing, um, although that does require some quite specific training. Um, so I, I very rarely do one reps in my workouts. Like I say, I do it every now and again just to find out where I am after a thorough warm-up of course um, and I'll do like multiple sets of singles you know I might do four to six sets of just one rep obviously every set is not 100% maximal maximal effort because I probably wouldn't get the five or six sets out um, then I might drop weight a little bit I might do some a few sets of, of three reps and on other days I might do the classic five by five so yeah on your big lifts such as your bench your deadlift your squat even things like shoulder presses uh, that kind of thing. I like doing some heavy, heavy singles on weighted pull-ups as well. It's really, really good. Um, just to kind of see where you're at, and it's a good way to mix your training up, mate. So I would 100% uh, go for that. Uh, ping me a message on the page or email if you want a bit more information on that, matey. And as for the uh, body care products, I'm going to hand over to you for this one. Oh, thank you. Um, well, do you know what? I've not actually checked if Dr. Organics is on what I'm about to talk about but um, there is a fantastic free app by the environmental working group that you can download called Skin Deep and it basically has natural products on there and it rates them in terms of their ingredients and it rates them on things like toxic ingredients but then also allergens so um, you know if you've got things like eczema and um, you, you're trying to sort of mitigate uh, sorry, no, sorry um, remove any potential allergens then that's fantastic it's a really brilliant app and I know things like Jason are on there um Akin um Bulldog's on there so I'd imagine Dr Organics is on there uh, I'm pretty sure it would be but yeah definitely download that app and you can put it in and what's really been interesting I've been using it over Christmas is different products under different brands um rate really differently so I think yeah. I look with Bulldog and the um, some of the face washes weren't that great, actually, which was interesting. So oh. I'm going to rethink my um, personal care after it. Some of the Jason shampoos didn't come up that great, but their toothpaste and mouthwashes were fantastic. So you get big green score if it's hitting a lot of goals, um, and then big red numbers if it's not. And they also have one, I'm just going to check the name of it, sunscreen as well. It's called the EWG Sunscreen Guide, uh, which again rates um, all the different natural sunscreens out there. Because we're not keen on sort of chemical-based um, yeah. sunscreen, but that's a whole podcast. Uh, I prefer to just get burnt. <laughs> get yeah. burnt, then it goes brown after yeah. a couple of days. I'm only joking, don't yeah. that. Well, I downloaded both, and it does tell you as well. You can put the brand in, and you can hit best, like top ten of their 
um, top 10 products under that brand, that's really good. So, and then obviously the uh, worst 10 of that brand. So if you can't be bothered to search all of them, um, I just looked and thought, well, if my products aren't under the top 10 and they're not getting the green light, then I'll just ditch them. But I'm definitely changing all my products after using that app. So well worth it. And we should donate. You can donate. It's free. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Matt. You can donate uh, to EWG um, because they've let you have the app for free. So I'm going to give a donation. Oh, that's very nice, yeah. Yeah. I think they deserve it after all their hard work. To be fair, it must have taken them bloody ages. Absolutely. And it'll have to be updated all the time. Hamish is awake. Hello, Hamish. Oh, here he comes. Come here. You'll hear him yawn because he's a very loud yawner when he wakes up, isn't he? He's cute. (laughs) Actually, one thing, he's really influenced in me. If you watch him when he gets up, he has this little stretch sequence that he does where every single movement for the first 10 minutes he'll incorporate a stretch somehow. And I just thought it's like it's such a natural way of waking your body up, isn't it? Yeah, but actually, um, it's like when you watch, um, because I love like wildlife shows, but you know, I mean, like proper wildlife shows that follow, you know, like lions and yeah. and things like that and if you watch a lion before he's about to sprint after some prey if he's been laying down yeah first thing he does is he, he does like a, a little stretch yeah yeah it's not like just he just to prep for yeah it. see he does like a downward dog then he tends to creep along the floor just reaching one paw then, the paw then the other paw then the other paw yeah then he just sticks his, it's really so natural it's just funny watching him and then everything you do with him at that point he'll like, if I pick him up, he then stretches all his paws in the air <laughs> and does the splits in the air. Right, so on that note, I think we should... <laughs> wrap up. Wrap it up and feed our little man. We did have a question on, uh, another one on statins, but let's save it for we'll the We'll save that for next time. Next podcast. Okay, guys, so <laughs> thank you very much for tuning in, episode eight. And uh, as always, please feel free to... Maybe she's wriggling around now, he's obviously not comfortable. Feel free to um, leave a review on the podcast. Please share it, um, subscribe if if you like it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you over on episode, episode nine. Have an awesome day, folks, and we will chat soon. Say bye, Chris. Oh, sorry, bye.